Hello and welcome to Bingeworthy, a podcast about all things television, streaming, what we watch, and how we watch it. Hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Bingeworthy helps you, the listener, keep track of it all, know what's what, and which of these many dozens of shows being released each week and month are worth tuning into. On today's episode, we're going to dig into the new Apple TV Plus series, Slow Horses, which stars Gary Oldman as Jackson Lamb, the leader of Slough House, which is a destination for all of British intelligence's misfits and screw-ups. And in the series, the Slow Horses find themselves wrapped up in a political kidnapping plot that may have more to it than meets the eye. The show premieres on April 1st on Apple TV Plus. After Rodrigo and I discuss our thoughts on the show, we have two short interviews with the stars of the show, Gary Oldman and Jack Loudon in one, and fellow slow horses Olivia Cook and Saskia Reeves in the other. But before we jump into all that, I've got to tell you that Bingeworthy is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, The Discourse, and more. We can be heard on iTunes, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and most places where podcasts are found. Follow us on iTunes and you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating as we always appreciate it. Okay, thank you for listening. Okay, Rodrigo, I watched this whole thing. I know we were, you were like, watch three and you know, come come and talk about it. But mm-hmm. I, I couldn't stop. I absolutely love this show. What did you oh, think of great. Slow Horses? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. However, what, at the time when I watched it, which was before you, there was only uh, three episodes available. I think now the whole thing is available. Yeah, it is. Uh, when I first watched it, it was only three. So I like mainlined them almost like the first day that they were available. And and I loved it. But yeah, I haven't quite seen the whole thing. I think it's eight in total, right? Or Six. Like that? Six. Oh, okay. Well, only three to go then. Um, and yes, I mean, ooh, man, I feel like, feel like this is when people ask me like, uh what's it like i I basically say like tinker taylor soldier spy the yes the um the series and i know a lot of people who go oh holy shit like that's great it's just like old school spy thriller that feels like you know that kind of vibe from tinker taylor soldier spy that's like 70s but it's today it's it's modern Mm -hmm. um, but it still has this sort of throwback kind of vintage vibe to it um it's an interesting mix of between the two because they are kind of in this like administrative purgatory that like you know they're it's like the service rejects yeah. um who who go there known as the, as the slow horses and it's like that's a derogatory term for them and you know jackson lamb the gary oldman character that you referenced is kind of like the king of that he was disgraced back in the day for something or other I'm, i can't remember if we quite learned that but you know it's sort of from the top all the way down um but there's it's it's very british but in a in a very universal great way uh mm-hmm. the jackson lamb character that gary oldman plays is like he's such a slob and yeah. uh he's such a a crass gross kind of human being and it sort of pervades the whole show like mm-hmm. you know they're in this dumpy the the slow horses building is in this dumpy shitty uh slough house that uh is you know it's defined by its drudgery and uh like the, the back door that everybody goes through or like it's in, in a sort of an alleyway even that door is kind of broken and nobody can get into it um it's <laughs> it's kind of like the home for the broken toys of, of the spy mi5 game um and they're all kind of bitter and disenfranchised and all sorts of uh different shades of that kind of vibe but it's goddamn really interesting and super compelling and and it's not only i mean you know Gary Oldman on the series sounds great as this character, but you know, there's uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, there's Jonathan Price, Olivia Cook, 
uh, semi-newcomer Jack Loudon, who people may know from Christopher Nolan's um, uh, help Dunkirk, here. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk, yes. And God, I found him so compelling. I mean, he's kind of the the newer. He's the of, main character, basically. Yeah, he's basically, the eyes for the audience. Right. You're introduced to him as the newcomer. He first joins the slough house, the, the slow horse places through because of his major uh, career fuck up, which, you know, I won't spoil here because it's kicks off the first episode and it's extremely uh, entertaining and, and thrilling that opening 20 minutes or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, every, basically if you're there, you've done some kind of blunders, all you need to know, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're introduced to his and then he, and then he's sort of downgraded to this place. And, he sort of thinks it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get my um, my wrist slapped and I'll be here and then I'll be out in six months. And everybody's like, yeah, that's what I thought six years ago or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's kind of a great, such a rich, even that, just this kind of hotshot, go-getter, amazing, smart kid who who just had a, a fuck up, is, is, is downgraded to a purgatory that he thinks he can break out of and then is told, I don't know, man, we're kind of all here forever. And then it's like, is that going to define him? And that's just such a great jumping off point for the series. Yeah. And he's got like family ins to the agency and Jonathan Price plays his like grandfather who is um, um, an agent and, and interestingly kind of like gives him tips and stuff like that. But also is like still plays by the code where it's like, I can't tell you that. Like, you know, he's, he's really trying to help him out. And at the same time, he, he's definitely got spy code going on where he's like, yeah, that's classified stuff that I'm, I'm not obligated. I'm not, I'm not at liberty to tell you. Um, yeah, he's and, not completely and, and, on the level there. Right. And got to say like, even in these, you know, Jonathan Price isn't in it that much from what I've seen, but God, he's fantastic. And just those little scenes, like so mm-hmm. great. Yeah, he's a central character and certainly comes into certain things towards the end. Uh, I can't wait for more. Yeah. It, oh, man, dude. Like the the first three, like I'm just thinking by the end of episode three is where it really started to click in. And the, oh the screws yeah, I was start at the edge turn. of my seat. I like burned through all of them so fast. Yeah. You, you can't imagine four, five and six are just like it just keeps turning, man. And it's it got just, great energy. I don't know like I, who directs all of it, but I know James Hawes does some of it. James Hawes some, did. I think all of them, I think. Did yeah. He, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He does some great stuff. There's also one of the excellent things about it is Daniel Pemberton does the score. And Daniel Pemberton is awesome. Daniel Pemberton's done, done so many great scores. He did the score for um, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He did the score for uh, Steve Jobs and The Man from Uncle. Everything nice. he does, uh, he did Birds of Prey, Enola Holmes, Trial of Chicago 7, uh, which is one of the best elements of that movie. He's always got something that um, he gives everything such great pulse and energy. And yeah. I feel like this show, even in the way that it almost shouldn't have that, because it's just like, you know, all these decrepit kind of losers in this place. But it has it has such great energy. And, and he helps bring that Um Tell me more about, uh, you know, where uh, where uh, we, we see Kristen Scott Thomas go and what her character is about, because she's pretty interesting in this, too. I mean, she's like such a powerhouse actress, too. Yeah, she's like the the, the higher MI5 agent in in the whole thing, basically. The one yeah, that, like not the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. The, the one that he desperately them, right? wants to get back in the good graces of. And right. Freddie Fox, his antagonist, is under the wing of as well. Yeah, she is very much tangled up in their web, I will say. There's a lot of things that get revealed in four, five, and six. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't even want to say a lot. And I don't know if I can mention this, but <laughs> in the credits of the final episode, there is a trailer for season two. And get it is a full on already shot the whole fucking season trailer. 
of season wow. two. Like they show Holy a shit. lot of footage and it looks really? great. So I have no idea when they're going to announce this or if I can say this, but there That's is a insane. season Fuck two it. coming. It's done. That's amazing. Yeah. It looks uh, awesome. Wow. I'm I just like also like doing like like the cinematography, the whole like vibe. It's got that kind of like again, you know, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, that kind of like hot dog, musty brown, like ugh, you know, like it's 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 the bad juju vibes, but it it adds to the layer of like. You know, these guys are like jobbers. These guys are like, they're in it for the long haul and uh, their surroundings aren't very pretty, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they get the job done and they're effective. And there's just so many. uh, Well, they are kind of, they are kind of incompetent. Some of them are. So that kind of comes into play as well. Like as they try to solve this big mystery, sometimes, you know, they don't, they forget to fill up their car with gas or whatever it is. And you just like, right. And and then, then there's some of them like, like the, the Jack Loudon's character, the river Cartwright, who's like. He doesn't want to be defined by that, right? Like he he's no, like he's clearly of, better than he's the good soldier, and and he really shouldn't be there, but he is. And Jackson Lamb kind of starts to to use him for for what he is. <clears throat> I love how much I mean, like Gary Oldman, man. He he just like he's, really leans into how kind of I wouldn't maybe despicable is not quite quite the right word, but just kind of like. This guy's kind of gross, right? Lovably, like, yeah. Somehow, lovably gross. I don't know how like you can super unkept. Uh, Gary Oldman looks like he put on weight. His hair is really greasy. He smokes like a chimney. He's got coffee all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like this. Uh, he's got like he, he's like a walking coffee stain, or, or like a walking <laughs> like a a, a a living breathing ashtray, right? Yeah. It's just fucking gross. But somehow he makes that. You know, that's the milieu of, of the show. Like the, that's the kind of vibe, the gritty, dirty kind of vibe to it. But he's obviously very competent and people still respect him, even though he's kind of gross. Um, it's really interesting. And Gold, and Oldman just like leans into that, man, like so mm-hmm. hard. He just doesn't care. Um, his character, you know, he really he really leans into that whole thing. It's how greasy he is, his hair and everything and how he just doesn't give a fuck. He's so crass. He's so I mean, that's part of the reason he's there, probably. Right. He's just like a. Uh, uh, an untamed he can't be the bureaucrat he's supposed to be right he'll never be what Kristen Scott Thomas's character was who knows the the politics of, of how to navigate some of the stuff he's just a little too coarse he's too brutish but you know yeah. the other part of the aspect of the show that that we haven't really completely discussed is that like in that sense thematically appropriate they do a lot of dirty work that's off the books because they don't want it tied to mi5 so it's like well we'll give it to these fuckers and you know if they mess it up <laughs> we'll just completely deny like any kind of uh, plausible deniability is like, I don't know, they went rogue or whatever. And they know that that's the, the noose that they have hanging above their head the whole time is that they like, they, they do, they do a lot of these operations and missions and stuff like that, but they know if they get, if they, if they fuck them up, it's almost a little bit suicide squad-ish in a way that they know they fucked them up, that it's totally on them and they will be fucked. And they've been told that like, (laughs) yes, we will completely uh, uh, deny any, you know, uh, any ownership of you or that you just totally did this on your own. So don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love these little John LaCorea esque British spy yes, shows that yes, come out every John once in a while. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> very much in the spirit of that in, 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 you know, very British, very dense and dialogue heavy, but just really, really super compelling. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like 
uh, like London Spy or Bodyguard or The Capture or stuff like that that's come out recently. Maybe even like Luther and Killing Eve, a little bit of that. Um, I would say, having watched a few of those shows, I would say this is a way cut above all that stuff. Even, I think it's, yeah, it's it's better than all of them, but yes, it's, it's, cool. it's definitely better than all of them. And even I think, you know, Killing Eve, which Killing Eve uh, started off incredibly well, but kind of went south pretty fast. I, yeah, I'd they lost is, an idea of what to do with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, this is just like from second one. I mean, that first episode too, where it just grabs you by the throat and it's uh, hyper compelling. And, and uh, yeah, now that the, the rest of it's out there, I can't wait to mainline all of it. Yeah. And sorry if I spoiled the little trailer at the end there, but man. No, no, no. That's cool. That's good to know. I mean, the other thing that like, you know, dance around is like uh, Olivia Cook's character seems to have like a, a ulterior motive or a second agenda that that's not completely uh transparent at first and uh that makes for some really compelling stuff too between her and uh jack loudon's character um, I'd also say, yes i also think <laughs> jack that guy just like i'm like this guy's a star yeah like, he does seem like, like a superhero doesn't he he just pops off the screen he's so i mean he's obviously handsome and charming but like just like and, and just a really good actor i was just like damn mm-hmm. it was like i'd seen him before obviously but in this, I'm just like, holy shit, this is going to lead to some other things because uh, he's pretty terrific in it. Yeah, he plays uh, Florence Pugh's brother in Fighting With My Family. And he's kind of like this oh, fuck up that, that isn't really good enough to be a wrestler in, in her world. And he he is really great in that, but he's kind of more of a schlub in that. And to see him mm. as, as both that and this and execute both very well. It's good to know he has such range and that he he can be like the action hero. And it wouldn't I would not be surprised if he ended yeah. up in like one of those superhero flicks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, to UK uh, audiences uh, out there or people who, who, who you know, maybe pay more attention to, to BBC shows and stuff like that. He's been in a lot of like BBC miniseries like The Passing Bells and War and Peace. Um, you know, he's I don't think he's he's definitely not like new to um uk viewers but over over here you know in the u.s I, th- I think yeah i mean i'm just looking at his his uh cv you know there's not a lot of stuff that people would know him very 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 well from except other than like you know fighting with my family he's got a small part in capone and he's got a part in mary queen of scots which i again wasn't also very well very seen uh, here in the u.s yeah dunkirk is probably his high pro- highest profile project right and that's a small part Exactly. But yeah, he's, he pops in this one. River Cartwright is a badass and he's cool. And I definitely can't wait to see more adventures with him. This is a terrific kind of a grade hop shelf prestige show. That's like, this is how they do it. Like, you know, you get Gary Oldman and Kristen Scott Thomas to be on a show. Um, not because it's okay. You know, you have to have crackling <laughs> great, great writing. And obviously they, they pay these people a shit ton of movie money to, to appear on Apple TV, but like, you know, you, you're, you're not going to get people like this for something that's just average. That's okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I got to say, um, you know, we'll be discussing it throughout the the spring uh, or the rest of the year, really. But um, Apple TV is just like on this crazy run right now in terms of series. Like I got a lot of good stuff. I think people realize how, how good and and how on it they are on like some of the stuff like they also you know i can just tease like something we'll talk about later in probably in a few weeks next month uh shining girls with elizabeth moss um Mm. terrific uh you know we crashed we've talked about which was really good 
they're just having a really stellar uh, last few months. They've got so many good shows. Yeah, it's not just Ted Lasso and the morning show anymore. There's there's a lot of stuff there. And, and Severance and uh, oh yeah, I, I, like all the stuff that uh, it, just in the last little while has been popping yeah. up. I'm After Party, to... Physical, that that was good too. Yep, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Um, and then they got their their movies that they're still throwing out there: Tragedy of Macbeth, Swan Song, Greyhound, Finch. Yeah, stuff. but I I would I would say right now, like in stick to the series. Like, yeah, the series is is where. Um, they are super cooking at the moment, and it's pretty impressive. And the Mosquito Coast, which we mentioned, yes, uh, uh, recently which is, as well, which is is really damn good. And for all mankind, holy crap, is that a good show now? That wow. really, I have not seen that one yet. Really? Oh man! Yeah. Wait till you you catch up to where that's at. That is one of the best shows on television right now. Really great drama. But we'll we'll definitely probably loop that in once the new series comes on board, and we get to maybe talk to some creatives or cast members involved there. Oh, Cleo Bernard's got a new show coming in May called The Essex Serpent with, again, like look at the names that they get here, Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes. Mm. And, you know, like that's uh, and Cleo Bernard, who's like uh, not that many people maybe know her, but she's a terrific, amazing UK filmmaker who's like often um, invited to Cannes and and the surrounding, uh, you know, it's like that kind of quality, top shelf kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So she's got, it's like a period drama called The Essex Serpent um, coming May 13th. That sounds really terrific. Shining Girls, April 29th. Slow Horses is April 1st. Yes, indeed. Okay, I guess it's time to kick it over to our interviews. Again, we weren't able to get uh, more than five minutes with each grouping, but it's always good to talk about being a slob with Gary Oldman and company. So up first, my interview with the duo of Gary Oldman and Jack Loudon, followed by my chat with their castmates and fellow Slow Horses, Olivia Cook and Saskia Reeves. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I also think Slow Horses is absolutely phenomenal. So congratulations on that. Well, I guess let's get to the very, very important question right up top. Gary, do you do your own on-screen flatulence or do you use an ADR stunt fartist for this? I believe that's the technical term. um, I never heard it put like that. I'll have to, (laughs) I'll steal that one from you. A fart stuntist. Um, (laughs) No, I go through the motions and then other people react like uh, like Kristen Scott Thomas doing her "My God, you're disgusting" acting, um, and then uh, and then it's I surrender it off to the sound mixers, and then they add the uh, the appropriate the glorious sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, it does strike me uh, that maybe to- playing a totally abrasive slob might be kind of fun. So was that like kind of the main selling point for you? Or like, oh, I get to really go hard with this? Or what was what was that the thing that drew you to Jackson Lamb? Yeah, I think, um, well, there were several things. Um, you know, this is all the, the series is based on those, on these books by Mick Heron. And he has taken a, a genre that we that we know and that we're familiar with, but he's sort of, t- he's sort of, he's turned it on its head. And uh, as it, it, it fueled it with this wit and humor and uh, a bunch of misfits who I think the audience can really connect with. You, you know, it's not the sort of that spy fantasy world of James Bond. It's all from the imagination of Mick. You know, the character of Jackson Lamb is com- was is completely baked. It's done. It's so well conceived that when i read it i just thought 
oh, this is delicious, and I could have a great, I could have a great deal of fun with it. And I, I must say, it's been, it, yeah, it's a real joy. I don't, I, I, I can't say I, I like lamb, but I do <laughs> like playing him. Yeah. yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. And what I love about the series of books is, like you were saying, all the characters have that depth. What was both of your favorite, you know, parts about playing these characters of River Cartwright and Jackson Lamb? Besides the obvious amazing names, those are some amazing names right there. Yeah, they are good names. There's great names strewn across the whole thing. That that is, I check Lacara is great at that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George Smiley. Yeah, yeah, he's no the name the 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 names are just another marker of how I think niche and sort of unique the world that Mick created is, you know, and I just like that they are all, you know, none of them I think you would particularly want to sit around and have a drink with or take back and introduce them to your family. I think they're, they're all sort of people that you would tolerate in the workplace. You're like, I've got to tolerate that guy. Oh, him, yeah, he's not. Oh, she's a bit, you know, it's all kind of like that. And I think it's a very brave thing to do, but a mark of how good the writing is that, Almost all of the characters, he makes them pretty much unlikable, but challenges you to like them and feel for them and understand why they're all like that. And I think your story, particularly River's story, the mother, the the hippie phase and the name and the boyfriends and that's all. It gives you a great... And there's more to discover, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. As as the series goes on, you know. I hope he's got a sister that I can play (laughs) as well. Oh, you mean do the double? Yeah. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, right. Okay. I think we can make an exception. Jack, my editor-in-chief and I were talking about how this kind of solidifies you as maybe this potential action star where we're kind of interested in seeing you put on like either a superhero outfit or a fight John Wick or something like that. Do you have any interest in in something like that? To fight John Wick? Yeah, and beat him. (laughs) Not in a film. Just out in the street somewhere. (laughs) Oh, I Wick! Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, if, if 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 doing this allows me in a situation like that, then yeah, oh my god, of course. But no, it's it's um it's wonderful to get to run about in something that's finally not in um you know jodhpurs or, or or something. Period. It's quite nice to run about in jeans. Yeah, you guys, you guys did an amazing job on this show, and and I can't wait to to tell everybody about it and hand it out to everybody, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for sure. Mike D'Angelo, the playlist. How are we doing? How do you do? Good. How do you do? Doing so well. Olivia, Saskia, thank you so much for taking your time. I adored Slow Horses. Um, And uh, Olivia, Sound of Metal was my number one movie of 2019. So absolutely love that movie as well. Oh, thank Uh, you. Just want to give that a quick shout out. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, So let's start out with what drew you both to the project and your characters of Sid Baker and Catherine Standish. I loved the messiness of it taking a sort of thrill spy genre and making it chaotic and dysfunctional and hidden lots of surprises and Mm. uh, hidden talents and i think each character has all of those qualities and the storyline has all of those qualities and i thought it was really well written scripts Mm. and um it was set in london and i live in london so that's a (laughs) no-brainer Also, Gary Oldman was in it. So that's also yeah. a 
no-brainer. Yeah, it was just a bit of a home run, really, to use an American term. Um, yeah, it was just, it made complete sense. It's not often that you'll send something of this calibre in terms of the writing and the direction, and then you also see who's playing who, and you're like, oh, my God, easy. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, as you kind of mentioned, it's no small thing to share the screen with Gary Oldman. And while his, yeah, while his character of Jackson Lamb is kind of this abrasive slob, what kind of presence or vibe does he bring to the set or the scene overall? Same, really. Yeah. Abrasive (laughs) slob. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of feeling of collaboration and uh, he set the tone for that, I think. And, uh, Mm. encourage he was very um he's always very encouraging anyway and I think all of us I mean Kristen's mm. worked with him before so they have a different vibe go, going on but um I'd seen Gary on stage many times when I was a younger actress years ago and uh very excited to be working with him finally and no he very much wanted us all mm. to contribute collaborate be relaxed know our stuff but look like we we're improvising and it was yeah. a very exciting way to work and um, takes the work seriously, but doesn't take himself too seriously, which is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, Saskia, your character takes a lot of verbal punishment from yep. Gary's character, and you're probably the only person that kind of truly knows him, or at least as much as someone can know him. And it feels like you guys have been, you know, in this together forever. Yep. How do you go about establishing and displaying such a deep relationship right off the bat? We had rehearsals. We talked mm. a lot. It took a little while, I think. But I mean, sometimes it just takes a few takes. And but the script was very solid, as I mentioned before. And we knew our characters very well, so it was lovely to be able to just play that. You know, we didn't have to invent it. It was already written down. Mm. So I'm glad it comes across. I mean, I think Catherine puts up with a lot, but I think she's also self-flagellation as well. She sort of punishing herself by allowing this situation to continue she could walk away I suppose she could resign but Mm. she needs the work and she puts up with the shit (laughs) he needs her doesn't he in a weird way absolutely Olivia I mean it's hard to to not look at the game of thrones of it all on your your imdb page and go "Ooh, what's going on with house of dragon can you tease what's coming up with Alison Hightower or the show overall no, I mean, no, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I'll just, yeah, I'll be you're bludgeoned to death or, yeah, you know, I'm feeling left out here. Death <laughs> <in my family. laughs> well, as far as this show goes, I know there's like six books and Apple is clearly keen on, you know, maybe bring the show back. Are you both signed on for more seasons or is this a one at a time type of thing? I don't know yet. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Having seen Unable the six. Unable to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe people will get an idea of it. But uh, either way, I want to thank you for your time. And and I'm very much looking forward to potentially a next season or whatever you two end up doing. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you.